TSP24 with my friend Luke Coley, who is currently in his second year as a video graduate assistant for TCU Athletics. Additionally, he also has experience working with the Dallas Cowboys, ESPN, and Fox Sports, doing stuff for them, broadcasting, production, video, and so on and so forth. But right now, he is currently in charge of all of the video efforts for the women's indoor volleyball team, mainly producing content for Instagram, Twitter, running all of the in-game uh, videos and stuff like that. So it was super interesting. And we started out talking about this idea of social media, fan engagement, and your personal brand, kind of his, his uh, takes and two cents on it, with my favorite one being the purpose of social media and having a social media presence is not joining the conversation because you can, it's joining it because there's a purpose and you have intent. And then we get into kind of things that make his life and how he goes about his stuff, um, his lens, I guess to use my main words, uh, with my favorite quote being, remember why you got yourself here. So interesting, a little bit different, but also relevant in this professional sports kind of context. And I think you can get a lot out of it. So without further ado, let's get it going and let's get better together. Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast, where I'm here attempting to capture in audio form lessons and experiences about everything within sports performance and professional development. I'm your host, Matt Tometz. On my podcast, I try to get at the why and the how instead of specifically the what by trying to show what makes people's unique lenses in which they see the world of sports performance and professional development their own lens. If I can get you to view and think about your job, life, problems a little differently than I've done my job. I make the content, you consume it, so I can only improve it with your feedback. If you have any suggestions for future shows, questions, or comments, please feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at Coach Big Toe. That's Coach B-I-G-T-O-E. I'm excited to share this episode with you because we can all get better together. Back with another episode of TSP with my friend Luke Coley. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Always a good day when I can record an episode. So a little background about how Luke and I know each other. So last spring break, we ha- I had um, a work trip, I guess, with the beach volleyball team. We were going out to California, and the staff told me that I'd be rooming with a video graduate assistant that would be traveling with us, you know, making videos and content and all stuff. And I was just like, man, if this guy's weird and I have to spend a whole week with him, man, it's going to be brutal. And then I met you on the bus and you were a cool guy and look at us being best friends and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Podcasting together, all that. I know. Crazy. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed getting to, see you do all of your stuff like in the hotel room and behind the scenes and the stuff you make for TCU. But without further ado, uh, would you mind sharing a little bit about your background for everyone? Yeah. What's up? My name is Luke Coley. I am uh, the video graduate assistant at uh, TCU athletics. Like Matt said, Um, I'm I'm in my second year right now uh, out of two years. I'm going to get my master's in higher ed leadership as well. Uh, so that focuses on like ed- university administration, but I'm gearing mine towards more athletics 
administration roles. Um, but yeah, I've been at TCU like six years now. I, I went to undergrad here, um, studied sports broadcasting. So that's where I, I kind of got plugged in with um, the whole media world. Um, I got to work in production trucks uh, in undergrad with at Fox Sports, ESPN, and um, and then take classes on the on the side as electives, learning how to edit, how to film, how to like piece together stories, whether it's shorter stuff for social media or longer stuff, uh, say a documentary or something. Um, but yeah, here I am today in um, second year of grad school, and I'm getting most of my experience in um indoor and beach volleyball doing social media content um helping run their twitter instagram accounts and uh improving fan engagement with with the rest of the frog fans out there and um uh i'm i'm still learning a lot um my my two bosses i i kind of have two bosses one is Drew Dennison, he's the director of video production. He's been guiding me a lot technically with how to improve my skills with editing and filming. Um, and then Kyle C, who's our associate athletic director of the digital brand. And he, I guess from a more um, logistical marketing standpoint, he's been uh, coaching me on uh, what it, what's the purpose of having an uh, social media presence you know what's worth posting what's what's worth uh putting out there for the world to see because you don't just want to jump in and have a voice just because everyone else is doing it. you want to make your own brand and uh make tcu stand out the most unique way i can so that's where i am right now i'm still learning a lot i have a lot to learn and i'm having fun doing it yeah that's sweet so what is the key to fan engagement just to use your your own phrasing yeah um wow uh fan engagement so we just think about 10 years ago when uh facebook was probably the most popular um and it 10 years ago you know social media presence for everybody for all fans just for all um you know the younger generation too it was really starting to ramp up and now today it's paramount that every university athletics department has um a strong social media presence because we want fans to come to our games we want them to watch but um obviously like for example our football stadium seats 45,000 upwards of 50,000 people and there's a lot of other people who aren't going to be there. There's a lot of other alumni around the country who aren't going to be there. They want to still be a part of the experience. They still want to um, be plugged in. And so what we do with our creative content is try and create like a, uh, a brand, a experience that, um, that, can apply to everybody who is either a fan or um, somebody just casually scrolling on Twitter or Instagram just to see uh, what life is like, what the experience is like at the game that they're missing or that they're watching on TV, a kind of more 
of an in-depth behind the scenes, maybe from a fan's point of view, from a player's point of view at the game, um, just to add like a whole nother kind of uh, viewpoint to the whole uh, game experience. That's awesome. I like this concept of just keeping everyone connected, no matter kind of where they are. And this like in-depth behind the scenes where not everyone is going to have that opportunity to see those, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Hence why it's, you know, obviously called behind the scenes. Um, So just not only that you get to experience that, but also you get to share that experience with everyone else. And the more that I've been trying to create content and just, you know, being a, a consumer like everyone else of content, it's really about people's attention. And that's why marketing is such a big deal and such a valuable industry is because people's attention is on TV. People's attention is on their phones. So you go where their attention is, and then that's when you can, you know, kind of share all this super cool stuff. And I would say that TCU is definitely has a very unique brand. Hashtag go frogs, riff ram, whatever, (laughs) all the different (laughs) things we have. (laughs) Um, But so you kind of touched on this, but I just want to maybe a different way to phrase it. But the purpose of having a social media presence, if you could define that, because I feel like kind of like you said, a lot of people do because they can without mm-hmm. really having like a goal or purpose. So um, kind of if you could de- define the purpose of yeah. having social media. It's funny. There's uh, so I was telling you my one of my other boss, Kyle, he was uh taught me that you don't just want to say things you don't just want to post things just to join in the conversation like you want to have a meaning behind it um and a funny example i can think of is uh florida state athletics has they've done it twice where they've posted some sort of um unnecessary that's probably a key key word to remember if it's completely unnecessary you have to you have to think of it from just a uh, uh, impartial viewer kind of uh, uh, casual scroller. So I think it was Martin Luther King Day or something, and um, it was just some strange graphic with Martin Luther King doing the tomahawk chop from Florida State, and uh, the caption was strange, and it got a lot of backlash on Twitter, um, you know, aside from the meaning of that holiday. but. Uh, just the point of the graphic, it didn't really make sense. It wasn't necessary. They were trying to create a voice for themselves when they really didn't need to. We're, we're, we're all celebrating the holiday. We all know what it's about. You don't need to create some weird graphic for it. Um, but on the other side, what it, uh, that was just kind of a funny story, but I guess the meaning of, of having a presence is to, um, I don't know, just, uh, it, it's gotta be unique for every, every department. Um, I think, I think TCU and, and in fact, every school in the big 12, um, if we're, if we're going to look at it by conferences, I think the big 12 does the best job of, of differentiating themselves from the rest of the country. We want to, um, create a culture. We want to show who our universities are not even just in athletics, but maybe pull in parts of what makes us such a special university and um, just kind of show ourselves off in that way. 
Yeah, the, I think brand is is one of the words you use that I think does a pretty decent job of. You have a brand because there's purpose behind it. Yeah. And then only post when it's promoting that brand and it kind of makes sense when it's mm-hmm. not not always necessary, but it's not unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know the the being necessary versus not unnecessary, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what is the coolest story you have thus far oh. in your current gig? Um. So I, I don't know. I think, I mean, I would say I've met a lot of really cool people, which has been awesome. But like uh, who? Uh, I've got to meet. I've interviewed Ladanian Tomlinson. Really? Um, yeah, NFL Hall of Famer. He's a he's an awesome guy, and he 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 really gives back a lot to TCU. He's a one of our board of trustees, and um, he uh just started a new um a foundation at TCU to provide a, a scholarship for a student athlete, and um and he's doing a lot of m- extra community service kind of coaching, raising up kids uh, in the community, whether that's where he grew up in Texas or uh, in San Diego where he played NFL football. But yeah, he is is one of my favorite um, TCU alums. But I think the cool story uh, besides meeting somebody would be just, I I got to, um, take lead on producing everything for our indoor volleyball team this year. Uh, oh, that's in-game. awesome. So if you go, if you go to a match, look at stuff on the video board or um, stuff like that with every sport uh, around the country with their major sports that have a video board, they normally do like an intro video and it's supposed to be the big, the big video that introduces the team gets people hyped up and um it's always a big task for every sport to get that out and i got to take lead on that so we found like an abandoned warehouse in fort worth and uh contacted the city we got uh permits we got a police officer there to help us out and uh it was cool we got a lot of awesome shots in front of graffiti walls and um but it was cool to just take initiative on that and plan it out um coordinate everything meet the team there and then once we were there i actually just had the cameras had the drone and just went all out it was fun that's so so like the one that i saw literally earlier today like you made that yeah (laughs) that is so freaking cool so so i guess just to go off of that what is the process like from your boss saying, Hey Luke, you have to make the indoor hype video go. So the process going from that till, all right, I finished. Here's the video. Um, yeah. So it all starts, I'm just going to use indoor volleyball as like kind of the case. Um, perfect. So it all starts, the season starts late August. So we start working on that. We have an initial, um, meeting with all the video staff and the uh, volleyball coaches and um, the operations people. And um, so we meet in end of May, beginning of June, um, discuss about one, 
what's like the look that we're going for? What do we want um, to show the fans like who our team is? And Jill, Jill Kramer, our head coach, she had been running with this theme of battle angels, which was, um, I think that came from some movie or something. But the, the idea is that all these players, most of them are freshmen, but they are, um, they're all really just nice girls and um, hence the angel part. But when they step on the court and uh, when that first serve happens, they, they like turn it on and they're no longer just like the nice girls. They're, you know, that or they're just playing hard. And um, so that's where the theme battle angel came from. And from there um, brainstorming, we wanted to do, some uh kind of fun colors but also show like a gritty side um i actually just stumbled upon this warehouse online i was looking through some uh film locations that people have used before and i emailed i forwarded it to my boss and asked if it if it'd be possible to use this so he contacted the city and made it happen and um but yeah this place was wild it, in fact i think they said it's going to be demolished in the next year so we're lucky we got that spot but there was graffiti everywhere it was really cool and um we got to just really i think we we contrasted like the hard-working gritty you know lifestyle of a athlete on the court and then also just kind of having fun with it at the same time it was cool but that's kind of the whole process until we get there shooting. And then after that, um, when all the production stuff is finished, we'll go into post-production and just uh, start um, logging all the footage and labeling and making sure it's where we need it to be. And then, uh, yeah, I just uh, I have deadlines, and I know that I have to meet the deadlines. So sometimes I'll be working late, sometimes... I'll get it done in time, and then uh, come August, show it to the coaches, see what they think, and then we're set. But yeah, it takes a lot of drafts, a lot of revisions from people above me to say what works and what doesn't work. But yeah, here we are, and it's yeah solid. How many uh, how many drafts did it take? Uh, about five. I did the first one is always just kind of like I already know it isn't complete yeah i I send it like this is what we're going for and most of the time that kind of gets the okay you know like hey nice nice work um and then but that's on the right track yeah i get a lot of feedback like you should try doing this like how about um how about instead of this you do this so yeah i i worked a lot in adobe after effects so that's like motion graphics and um added a lot of extra just kind of small details that I think helped bring it together. How many hours of post-production did it take? And so this video is about a minute long, I think. So, oh boy, I don't know. Um, mm, I worked about nine to five. Probably took me, oh geez, I don't even know. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe 
uh maybe 80 hours until like 80 until... hours <laughs> i i would say that that's like that's like uh a stretch because i'm thinking you know i got to take lead on volleyball but my role as a ga in video i work with every single sport so i was i'm trying to like add together hours of the week but i don't spend you know nine to five working on volleyball every day I, I'm kind of running around yeah. with every other sport, but I'd say yeah, I'd say something like like fifty to eighty, because once fifty That's comes, crazy. you're probably finished. But then, you know, yeah, like even after the Touch first match, we're going back and making small changes to make it look better. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> when when I would see you do your thing with the beach volleyball team, you'd make this like forty five second you know video summing up our day on spring break. And it take you like forty five minutes to make a forty five <laughs> second, you know, like Instagram video. Yeah. So you made a one minute hype video that took you like fifty hours. Yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. That's crazy. I think, I think it's um, just you know, lots of computer kind of limitations that takes a long with rendering and uh, uh motion gotcha. with the graphics. But yeah, it's it does it takes. A lot longer than people would think. Is that uh is the video on YouTube? Uh yeah, it is actually. You can look up uh uh twenty nineteen TCU volleyball intro video. Yeah, I will put that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. And then the listeners can go check it out and be like, Hey, I listened to that guy speak who made that video on this awesome podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> Congratulations, you finished with the most on the spot part of the interview. So oh, yeah, there we go. that's awesome. Next, what are some of your main beliefs, perspectives to help guide you in your life and your profession? Um I'd say I this is something that's always kind of been a philosophy that I kind of heard got from my dad at an early age of just discipline and um and i the the discipline disciplinary nature in me kind of grew in high school with um some high school football coaches that really poured into me it was awesome but um i think my discipline is what got me to tcu and my discipline and what i was interested in and um making sure that I wasn't ever making excuses, but just even when things were going wrong, just finding ways to make myself better, make the work better and um, making sure that people around me were also uh, either bettering themselves or um, I guess just succeeding around me as well with like teamwork. So now today I think discipline is the greatest thing I, I I have at work because uh, it helps it helps me interact with coworkers and um, and coaches and players with teams where we can just make things happen quickly and when things don't work when things fail I don't have like a like a panic button anymore I just I know what it takes to get things fixed and I'm able to calmly and um, uh, efficiently get the job done in the end so 
yeah, I don't know. I've, I've always, my whole life, just kind of had that discipline word in my head. That's awesome. Uh, and especially with a profession where it's very clear as what your job, the end goal is, I guess to put it that way, like a certain video, a certain length, certain deadline. Mm-hmm. It's it's extremely you know straightforward, kind of like I said. But knowing like where you are now, and then you have those super hard, clear like this is what we want. This is when we want it. Yeah, you know, staying staying the course the whole way has definitely got to be super super helpful. So super simple, just just one word. But I like how you you brought that into interactions with people, and you know, talking to coaches and things like that. Um, so that was dope. And I remember when we were in the in the hotel last spring break, and the was it the audio for the baseball game like oh, went down or something? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you were like on the you were on the I mean, phone calling all these different people. Oh gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I know. I, I don't I don't want to take credit for that one, but yeah, it was I was in crisis management. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Where'd Luke go?" And I was like, "Uh, I think baseball audio is something?" Question mark. Yeah, and then you were yeah. just like, "If the baseball all these phone audio, calls for the record, yeah, it, just, it crashed, and they were playing a game in Houston, and I was in Long Beach or something, and so I was like making phone calls. I have an app on my phone where I can remotely do things, but it was it was wild. Yeah, whatever it takes, man. You gotta wear yep. many hats. That's right. So next, so we talked a little little bit about this idea or kind of the conceptual things about like why you do social media and how you own it and things like that. But how can your experiences specifically help my listeners grow, whether it's just in general professional development and also specifically in this world of sports? Um, I, oh man, I, I think it's always important to remember um, wherever you are, um, it's important for me, and I know it can apply to somebody, whether you're in fitness or coaching, that it's just important to remember why you're there or why you got yourself there in the first place. Not because it's it's uh, just where you're stuck at. It's you, you know, you chose this because you've been having fun, because it's meant a lot to you, and um honestly when i forget that i you know when i forget that i'm having uh fun you know getting creative expressing my 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 thoughts through videos and stuff and um helping uh, coaches out with the team and with videos for that but when i forget that it's it makes my job just kind of like slow and uh monotonous i feel like i've doing the same thing but you have to completely like continually remind yourself that like hey this is like maybe just remind yourself about when you were younger about when you first started like how did you get here like walk yourself through that that's i think it's like a biggest refresher for me when i remember like what got me here what's fun like like, oh yeah like you know what i got i got a lot to work for like future is going to be awesome um 
and it just it just helps make life a lot more fun especially in the professional environment yeah and i like i love how you phrased it you said remember why you're here and then you you went back and said remember why you got yourself here like you chose this yeah you know and and that's i'm a big believer in happenstance i guess is probably the best word i've found to describe it but like think about everything that had to not only break your way but also things that broke not your way to get you like to this very moment yeah you know call it kind of whatever you want but it's just like so cool and and you know refreshing is an awesome adjective Um, but yeah there's definitely days where it's more monotonous and it becomes more of a have to kind of day instead of a a get to kind of day and and those days are going to happen you know you need those Mm -hmm. days to appreciate the normal days but you know in sports especially like when i'd be coaching back home like 6 a.m to 8 p.m i get to Mm -hmm. run around a facility and help people get better at sports (laughs) you know yeah yeah i'm on my feet all day and, and all this stuff or you know, like last uh, Saturday, a week ago, Beach had uh, home matches. And I was literally on the sand from 9 a.m. till 6 p.m. Yeah. Something like that. It's a grind. I went inside for five minutes. Yeah, I went inside for five minutes to get my lunch and then go eat it on the sand. And it's like, it's like, I'm just, this is my office for the day. Like, how how cool is that? You know? Yeah. And yeah, like, you I mean, get to make... You know, you you spend those fifty hours making that hype video, but like, you get a whole product, stadium you know, literally hyped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's gives gives you chills sometimes. It's cool. Yeah, that that's awesome. So, could be better, but it definitely could be a heck of a lot worse. Yep. Yeah. So, just perspective of how'd you get here, and remember why you put yourself there. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um. Next big question. I like that answer, by the way. But <laughs> if you had a, you're welcome. If you had a perfect and perfect, perfect world for your profession, what would that be? So basically, that's optimizing the good and also improving the bad. Uh, I would. Wow. So I would. College athletics is tough because. Um, well, there's a lot of staff members who are dedicated to work for a certain sport, but when, in my case, and a lot of my coworkers, um, or direct coworkers, I guess that I see on a daily basis, but we, uh, we cover all of TCU athletics, so everything from football, basketball, to, you know, rifle, equestrian, golf, stuff like that. Um, it's tough because I... I'm continually switching my brain to devote like my resources to another sport. Um, it's hard to keep things in line sometimes with what I'm working on, but it's also hard to give equal care and attention to sport just uh, from an equity standpoint. Um, I think ideally in a perfect world, it would be awesome to have a dedicated staff member for every sport um, where, where like, I would just be volleyball and I, I wouldn't have to worry about any other sport because somebody else would have it covered. Um, not that I wouldn't want to work for other sports. It's just would make it a whole lot easier 
on um, our staff and myself, uh, where we're not just continually, you know, switching hats. But um, like I, I, I used to work for the Dallas Cowboys for their 2017 season, and that's where I really kind of figured out that when you're all in on just one organization, one sport, it's really easy or I guess not easy, but easier than uh, it is working for multiple sports to just go all in and just grind out um, everything you have for one organization rather than, you know, I I go to the volleyball game today, um, but tomorrow I got to wake up and um, go grab maybe some different equipment. I have to go drive to uh, the soccer field and um and it's it's a whole style a whole new style of of filming or of editing and um uh there's like a new mission because the coaches all want something different and uh but you know it's that 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 would be a perfect world where i could just where i could just focus on one thing uh it's it's tough to move around a lot yeah especially cuz they have their own brand and vision and like even with I mean, like you said, how you film and move the camera and like even the little edits you make is going to be so unique, even though people might not, well, they should be able to pick up on that, you know, if if you're making it no, kind I mean, of obvious like, in the end product, but. Yeah, if soccer, soccer is an example where, you know, I'm never really stopping the camera because a goal could happen every second and there's not yeah. a lot of goals that happen. So, whereas at volleyball, there's you know there's 25 points uh in each set and you're just waiting uh or you're like hitting record stop record stop to just try and get the perfect uh the perfect highlight the perfect something to either post or to send to the player to show off their skills or something but yeah it's pretty tough it's fun though yeah <laughs> one one of the the coolest things i picked up from you because you, I mean, from from the volleyball game today, how many individual clips do you think you have? <laughs> um, oh gosh. Well, for anyone listening, we lost, so that affects it. Um, when we lose, there's not a lot to show. But yeah, um, I got. I mean, even though we lost, geez, uh, I probably have like sixty, fifty, or sixty. Uh, clips that I'm gonna that that I like I I mark my clips throughout the game so I know what's good and bad so I I marked probably about fifty and then after that yeah. I go through and you know scrape out the bad ones that aren't worth it. That's why that's why I brought that up because this this smart young man over here whenever he gets a good clip then he like records his hand for like one second yeah <laughs> so yeah. when he sees all all of the thumbnails on his computer yep the ones right That's before like a black screen are the good ones yeah yep. so all you video people take notes take note either he's a smart yeah. guy use, use the hand put your hand in front of the camera it helps out a lot yeah <laughs> but only after you get the clip not before yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> would, that wouldn't help so one more big question that I that I kind of came up with before we hit in our speed round. So, 
basically applying this, your experiences, mm -hmm. how can you help my listeners or your advice for them in growing their own brand using social mm -hmm. media as kind of their, their avenue? Yeah. Um, I would say it's a, it's kind of fun to have a personal brand. So like, I just started my own website, actually. It's not. I, oh really it's not, it's what not, is that it's not like it's nothing fancy but I'm, it's a work in progress but it's just lukecoley.com and it's gonna have a somewhat uh navigatable uh uh portfolio where you can see my work that i've done and um but the point of that of having you know a website or instagram twitter page for yourself um, or if you're running that for a team um, is you you want to create that personal brand um, I think it's really fun to just do that create a brand for a person in fact that's something that probably didn't exist 10 years ago and now today um, I mean other than like famous people back then but today even like um, just internet celebrities or um icons on a college campus like students student athletes like they're creating their own personal brand via their instagram account or uh whatever and so i my my tip would be to um don't uh i would say uh make yourself stand out don't like i said before with the florida state thing don't join in and um kind of join the crowd like everyone else don't don't be like everybody else like you're you're creating your own brand because you are unique um because you want to show off how unique you are so um run with that and when when you're posting stuff when you're um maybe creating like a unique look for yourself on social media or something like always kind of gear that towards um making yourself stand out amongst everyone else and um it doesn't have to be you know show offy it doesn't have to be kind of bland and timid but just have fun with it and don't go overboard don't um like don't pollute people's news feeds with pictures or tweets or i don't know paragraphs of of conversations unless that's part of your brand that you're trying to go for but um yeah just have fun with it and make yourself stand out so yeah when when you have your brand is that something you have like on your whiteboard that you can always reference <laughs> or is it more of a mental thing or do you, do you map it question. out uh so actually i would yeah i'd say you're right both ways i'd say you start to figure out what your brand is if you don't know already by mapping it out know what you like what you do for professionally what you do recreationally um and what your philosophy of life is what your philosophy of work is um just know your why in life and then um visually and i guess creatively start to think about ways to pull all those terms together so even in undergrad we had 
I took some graphic design courses and we used to do these mind mapping exercises where we would be given like themes where we'd have to write down a bunch of words about a topic or about a place or something and we'd be pulling images, colors, things that that we um, found uh, relative to that. And when we come together as a class, like everybody's different because all of our minds think differently. So when you're, when that final product comes, like your image, your creativity is going to be unique to you because that's just how we are as humans. Um, but once you get that kind of style, I would say um, it's something that your brand is something that um, you can just like write on a whiteboard and reference. Like once you know that, you can say, "Hey, that's like that's who I am. That's who I want people to know me as." So, um, just I guess using uh, using that brand as a, as a reference for for building your your presence online. It's so weird today, isn't it, that we're talking about like building a a yeah. digital a digital presence? Because I, I mean, I that's know. where. Yeah, pulling this into what I kind of referenced earlier, like it's all about getting people's attention. Yeah. Or going where their attention is, you know, and people's attention is at their fingertips on their phones because that's literally where they are 24 7. Yeah. That's where you got to be to, you know, show, get those audience members, get those follows, you know, get your products in front of their eyeballs. So, yeah, I, I, I like the phrase. You're not trying to like make people jealous of yourself, you know. You're just trying to. Yeah, it's. Uh, like you're not showing off. You're just, you're just showing people. Who showing. Are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely a fine line that that comes with time, but I'm a big believer in, um, uh, being genuine. Is that'll show eventually. And those people that are trying way too hard and it's just like not them. I th I think it's usually pretty obvious. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, I, I like the phrase mind mapping. Yeah. Mapping because that's, that's something you can literally write out, you know, like, like on a whiteboard, but it's like yeah. in your mind, how do you connect all of these things together? You have these phrases and images and colors. And then how do you connect it all? Mm-hmm. And then go do that. Yeah, and you know, and, and um, I think it's it's always applicable to what whatever you're uh, involved in professionally, um, because that mind map starts to become the philosophy of what you believe and who you are, and so just it, it'll, it'll bleed into just how you how you live in life and how you live in the workplace. Yeah, not just content for everything. Yeah, definitely. So speed round, final three questions. All right, I'll try. What book is on your nightstand? Uh, the newspaper. <laughs> the newspaper? Yeah, does that count? Sure. I mean, well, I well is there I, any? I, I, this, since we're talking about digital, or actually, physically on my newsstand right now, I have. I'm in my room. Sweet. We got, ESPN, the company, the story and lessons behind the most fanatical brand in sports. So is that a book? 
It is a book that I got in undergrad. It's all about uh, the history of ESPN. And um, and actually, that's funny. very applicable what we're talking about. It's about their brand and, um, and that they're not just a generic news company that reports on sports they're they're they have this brand that says like hey we're fans too and we want to like join you in this fandom experience kind of thing you know yeah it's espn the company yep i will put that in the show notes as well do you know where the founder of espn went to undergrad yukon am i right uh who's the guy that went to DePaul? Oh no, you oh, shoot. I know what you're talking about. Well, so, so fun fact <laughs> I I almost played baseball at DePaul and that was like their huge selling point is like the whatever his title was, I don't know, CEO founder. Like he went here, I'm like, oh that's really cool. But it's also like two thousand kids. Yeah. So I wonder I don't know. I forgot who it was. I know one of the founders. Went to... Yeah, you're right. Pod and then UConn was like the other one. Yeah. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were good buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Best purchases past year under fifty bucks. Um. <laughs> uh, Chipotle. I. I on that. Honestly, I, I make a joke about it, but it's not a joke. I go there probably four times a week. Three or four. Four? Okay, money bags. Jeez. No, but they have that new reward system, and so one of those ends up being free. And it just like... Oh. It's dangerous, though. I do I do spend too much money at Chipotle. And for the record, before we started recording, Luke said that this was the hardest question. Every guest I've had on has said that that question it. has been the hardest question. Oh, wait. So, oh, the last, $50 huh. one was the hardest one. My bad. I was yeah. No, you're, you're good. So, I get another victim with my hard questions. Okay. Last one. So, we got your your personal website. I'll put that in the show notes. Where else can my listeners find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I mean, if you just look up Luke Coley, you'll find me, but my Twitter handle is at call me Coley. And my Instagram is at Coley. That's my last name. Oh, it's, it's Coley with two eyes actually. So, and then otherwise, if you're watching a TCU sporting event, look for me on the sidelines. Yeah. So that was an awesome interview. I appreciate you taking the time. If there's anything else that more specific, you know, as we've kind of gone through your experiences, specific to video that you think is worthy of an episode, let me know and, and, and we'll knock it out for sure. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it's a good, a good little, uh, exercise for me to reflect on, on everything that's happened up this far. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Thank you again. I, I loved hearing your answer. Something a little different, but still relevant. And uh, yeah, thank you again. Yeah, Matt. Thanks. And that does it for this episode of the Talking Shop Podcast. 
Thank you very much for giving me your time. I really do appreciate it. I hope this episode did a good job of making you stop and think and evaluate about the topics discussed. I'd love to hear what you thought, so please feel free to give me a comment, rating, review, like on whatever platform you're listening on. Let me know what you want to hear next. Hit me up on social media at Coach Big Toe. That's at Coach B-I-G-T-O-E on Insta and Twitter. Remember, we can all get better together.